God is good. God is so good. We know every day in our life. Daily. Amen. 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 Uh, today, uh, I want to talk about, God put it in my heart to, to remind us, to remind everyone that, that we're being called by his glory. Being called by his glory, giving us the power to grow. Everyone say power to grow. Power to grow. Power to grow. Power to grow. Uh, I'm going to be in 2 Peter today. And Peter, um, what he's talking to the church about, talking to us, the saints about, he has some experience in. He felt and was in a place where he lost his faith. If you remember when Jesus said on Peter, on what you just said by faith, that's where I'm building my church, on that rock, the foundation of you believing and knowing that I am the Son of God, that I am Jesus Christ. On that faith, I will build my church. And he says, and he tells him in Matthew, I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom. Oh, man. Just think about somebody giving you the keys to a kingdom. Say, hey, man, you got access to, to all of this. You got access to everything. I'm giving you the keys so you can have it. This is your kingdom. You can come put up your feet, relax, lay down. You need to eat, you can eat. Sleep, you can sleep. You need some strength, you need some power. You know what else comes with the kingdom? Power. Huh? <laughs> no bills. You need the keys to the kingdom. You got the keys. Amen. So he gave, he said, Peter, with, with, with this your faith, I, this is giving you access. I'm giving you keys to the kingdom of God. Man. Keys to the kingdom. Hmm. Peter then got to a place when Jesus was taken and was getting ready to be put on the cross and they spit upon him and they beat him and they, and they went around and said hey Peter, hey, hey man they said now, don't you know this guy Jesus and Peter was like uh no and then he asked him again. He said, wait a minute, Peter. Weren't you walking with Jesus? Weren't you talking? Did you do some ministry and some work with this man that we're getting ready to crucify? Yeah. Uh, no. I don't know what you're talking about. Three times Peter denied Jesus. There's a place in his life where he began to falter on his faith. And began to falter on who Jesus is. A very weak moment in his life. And now Peter comes in 2 Peter and he talks to us about growth. But before he talks to, talks to us about growth, in 1 Peter he talks about being a newborn baby. In 1 Peter chapter 2, 
before we get into 2 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse, verse 2, he says, like newborn babies. Anybody ever had a baby before? Newborn babies, right? They cry. You got to change them. They cry some more. You got to feed them. They cry some more. All right. <laughs> newborn babies. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk. He says, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. Now, do I expect babies to talk, walk, and work like an adult? No, sir. Mm, nah, nah. I, that, that would be weird, wouldn't it? That would be messed up if I, as soon as Jonathan came out, I'm like, boy, you gotta go to work. <laughs> we got some pills up in here. And your diaper's not free. <laughs> huh? And I said, and I, and I treated him like he was an adult. I'm like, come on, you gotta walk. You gotta talk, man. Come on. And but they, the one thing that babies do well is that they get hungry. They get hungry, and they need to eat. And as baby saints, and as we, when we come to the Lord, uh, uh, to Christ, as baby saints, we have to be careful, saints, not to judge. Because they're not exactly where you are right now. Uh, huh? We expect them to be at a certain level, but God is already saying, they're like newborn babies. But one thing is that we, we, we can't uh, um, deny is that the newborn babies have to have a desire to eat and get hungry. And when people are new in Christ, let them eat. Can we let them get some milk? Can we let them continue to grow they are already being judged by the world. They are already being judged by the world. As soon as they come and accept Christ in their life, they still have some hangups that they're dealing with. And God is working in them. Because the, the mindset is, let, let, us, let us put the rest that you have to get right first before you come to church. Right, 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 right. Amen. We say that all the time. But then, but then we, we say Jesus is going to do the work in you. But then as soon as we, as soon as we see them, can't do this, can't do that, can't do that. Huh? We have to guide them in the scripture. Yeah. Guide them in the word of God. But they have to be hungry. Yes. The difference is between a newborn saint is that, is that they have to have a desire to eat. Well. They have to have a desire to want more of this salvation. They have to have a desire to grow. How messed up would it be if a baby did not want to eat. How could the baby even grow? And sometimes we run into where, yes, I'm a newborn saint, but are you hungry? You've got to have a desire to want more of him. You have to have a desire to seek his face, to get in the word, to seek him more and more. Why? So 
grow, you're going to stay a baby. And guess what? A baby can't handle some of the things that, that life throw at you. Huh? That's why we have a body to help each other grow, to help each other grow with one another so we can get stronger in Jesus Christ. And, and, and as a, a, a and the enemy, what he's trying to do is get you to stop eating. Yeah, he's trying to get you to stop eating because he's saying you're not good enough, you messed up too many times, God doesn't truly love you, does he really love you? Does he really care? Look at you, you messed up again. You messed up again. Why don't you just come back into the world? Just come on back. The church folks look down upon you. Come back into the world. But yet still, you have a desire to do right. You have a desire to be better. You have a desire to move forward. And you're asking Jesus to help you. And you do that by continuing to be thirsty for his word. Be thirsty for who he is. Be thirsty for more of him in your life. And you will grow. Because while you're eating, you are growing. Huh? Everybody know when you eat, you grow, right? <laughs> Everybody know when you eat, you're going to grow this way. This way. <laughs> but when we're eating spiritually, God is growing us in a place where we are strong and mighty in this corrupted world. Yeah. Where we can handle things that the enemy is trying to throw at us and try to break us down with and try to overcome our life with. God is growing us strong enough so when we see the addictions and the uh, 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 the problems in life that we can look at it instead and say, I'm going to stand on God's word and who he is. I'm strong enough. God is giving me the strength to overcome. Your faith in Christ says, I can be saved from a corrupted mind. Your faith in Christ says, I can be saved from a corrupted heart. Oh, God, how many things in this world have corrupted our hearts? Huh? What people said to you, what people have done to you, how people treated you, and has corrupted your heart, has corrupted your mind from what you've been taught and what you've been told. And the mind has been corrupted by the world to say, this is the way. You need to keep that in your heart. It is, it is so overwhelming, the overwhelming and heaviness. And it's the goal is the enemy is trying to keep us in darkness so we don't continue to grow in Jesus Christ. So we don't continue to grow in who he is. God is trying to pull us out of darkness into the marvelous light. And he's pulling us and he's tugging us to come out of the darkness. Come out of the darkness so you can't grow. You can't grow in darkness. Mm. You can't find your way. You can't find your way to hope. You can't find your way to peace. You can't find your way to understanding. You can't find your way to love. You can't find your way to joy. You can't find your way to peace. Why? Because you're in darkness. And you cannot eat enough and grow enough in Jesus Christ to give you the marvelous light to show you how to grow and be better. You got to get out. Everyone say, get out. Get out of darkness. We used to play um, hide and go tag in the dark. Me and, the, me and my cousins back in the day. And uh, we used to turn all the lights off in the house. 
Turn all the lights off in the house. And we were just, and sometimes we would hide in plain sight. We just sit there. They run, they couldn't see it, just, just run right past it. And I'm not gonna tell you what cousin it was, but one cousin wanted to win so bad. They had to use the bathroom. <laughs> and y'all for the rest. And they wanted to win so bad <laughs> that they didn't even go to the bathroom. <laughs> because the hide and go seek in the dark. And you know, in darkness, you cannot find your way. And when we when, when they hide in plain sight, they could easily just jump out and knock you on the head. Could have easily just jumped out and just pushed you over. Listen, when we're walking in darkness, we cannot see the attacks of the enemy coming from this way or that way. We cannot see God. That's why God is, is bringing us out into the marvelous light as he continues to feed us, as we continue to grow. We begin to see more. When you're a baby, you can't see. It's hard to see. It's hard to see out there. But as the baby continues to grow, then the baby begins to understand more. Huh? It becomes stronger to deal with the corruptiveness of this world. When you step into Christ, and it's important to even look at the worst case scenario. Listen, when you step into Christ, it's important to see that even in the worst case scenario, no matter what that individual is going through, you've got to see that they can be delivered. Yeah! yeah. You've got to see that God can do it, that God can bring them out, that if they seek his face, and if they continue to seek him and eat, they will grow, and they can come out of whatever addiction, whatever habit, whatever they are dealing with, if it's depression or worry or fear, you've got to look at that scenario and say, God can do it. Yes, he can. God can do it. Because he has the power. He, listen, 2 Peter, in, in verse 3, it tells us that we have Jesus' divine power that has given us everything required for life. Everything, Jesus? Yup, everything. His divine power that has given us everything required for life and godliness through knowledge, through the word of God. He has given us everything we need. He has given us the power to overcome. Be the voice of love. He has given you the power to overcome. Be the voice of love that those that are stuck or you might be stuck, keep getting into the scriptures that relate to your situations and watch the power of God call you by his glory. Watch the power of God call you by his glory. Continue, like whatever you're dealing with, searching the scriptures. We look at, we, we, we look for Google and everything else. Huh? How to fix this? How to do that? Google it. Google it. Google it. But when it comes to situations in our life, have you ever Googled a scripture and said, God, let me Google this scripture. This, I need something that pertains to depression. I need something that pertains to fear. Can I Google that scripture? Can I find out, God, what is your word trying to tell me? Get into the word. Seek his face so he can help you grow. This is important that we continue to grow. His word has the divine power to help us grow. What does, what does call by his glory really mean? You then become the vessel of his glory. You become an example of what happens when his power works through you. Can I say that again? You become, we become the example 
of what happens when his power works through you. Do you know what glory means? Glory means you win. Glory is the honor of the one who's, who, won, who, won, who won, the one who has the victory. Glory is the power of God. And guess what? That glory and that power, he has called you out by his glory, and his power wants to work through you. You can buy a brand new car, right? A brand spanking brand new car, and it look, it's brand spanking new. Just, oh my goodness, you got the Rams, you know, that look all nice. Is it 20 inch that everybody like? The 20, 20 inch? Uh, the sleek car is just the, got all the bells and whistles, all right? The car sings to you. The car um, drives for you. Uh, it's a Tesla, whatever it is, all right? Whatever it is. But guess what? If you don't put gas in that car, you ain't going nowhere. Huh? You ain't going nowhere. Listen. What God is saying is that as you continue, you need him to continue to grow and move forward in your life. You can look good on the outside, and you can look like everything is going well, but if you don't have the power of God working through your life, you are not going anywhere. You're just sitting there and being stuck. You can't even get, if the, if the, if the wall is getting ready to collapse, you can't push on the gas and go because there's no gas in you. The power of God wants to work in our life. The power of God wants to work in our life so we can move and we can be productive and we can do something for the glory of God. It's not for us to be looking pretty and sitting up here with suits and coats on. God is saying, listen, get something in you so you can do the work that I've called you to do. So you can be better. So you can rise higher. So you can overcome the things that are controlling your life. You know what 2 Corinthians tells us in, in chapter 4, verse 7? It says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay. That jars of clay is, is talking about you, your body, all right? He says, this is the treasure that we had in our body, in those jars of clay, to show that the surpassing power, I want you to understand that there's a surpassing power going through you right now. There's a surpassing power belongs to God and not to us, meaning that God does the work, not you. Stop trying to do this thing yourself. It is God. It's a surpassing power that is working through your life that's giving you strength and giving you the ability to overcome every situation you encounter in life. Everyone say surpassing power. Let his power flow through you. You want to be better? Let his power begin to work in your life. All you got to do is surrender and say, God, let it work in me. Say, let it work in me. In 2 Peter, he tells us we may know this, but it's important to be reminded to keep increasing our faith. Oh, my goodness. See, this is the situation Peter was in. He was in a situation where he had begun to lose his faith. And so he's speaking from experience. He's saying he's pleading with everybody. Listen, you have the surpassing power of God flowing through you. But guess what? You need to keep adding to your faith. You need to keep increasing your faith. You need to keep pushing and keep seeking. You need to, he says, he calls it supplement your faith. And you know what supplements do? It helps restore. Huh? It, it, it prevents health failure. It, it, it's an enhancement to you. Huh? It's an enhancement to you. So not only that you have faith and you believe in Jesus Christ, but you need to add to that faith in Jesus Christ. Why? Because you are dealing with a corrupted world. You are dealing with, with a world that is 
is trying to come after you. And this is what Peter is telling us. He's saying you have to be aggressive in increasing your faith. You have to be aggressive adding to your faith. Why? Because in 2 Peter, he tells us we have to escape the corruption. Oh, man. There's a corruption that's trying to overcome you. There's evil desires that wants to draw you back into the world. There's a corruption in our life. I don't, I don't have no corruption. Yes, you have. If you have flesh, flesh, then you have some things going on with you. Huh? If you still have flesh on your body, you still have to deal with the evil desires that try. When we die, our flesh is gone. Huh? Because this flesh is full of sin. And God is separating us and he's pulling us away from the flesh and he's pulling us into his marvelous light. So we can be separated from this evil flesh that has these evil desires that's been corrupted by this world. The corruption, and it's not just your own evil desires, but the evil desires that have been done to you by somebody else. That has corrupted you. That has corrupted us. That has hurt us. Peter is saying, you need to run, you need to escape from this. And the only way you're going to escape, you need to add to your faith. It might not be just you, but the evil around you wants to corrupt you. Huh? The evil around you wants to corrupt you. The news, the, the media, the, the Netflix, the Hulu, all of everything is it, it, trying to corrupt your heart. That's why you got to keep adding to your faith instead of accepting everything you see on TV. Stop accepting, oh man. Stop accepting everything you hear. Stop accepting everything that is being blown at you. You need to add to your faith to increase your knowledge in God. And this is what Peter says. In, uh, in, in, in verse 1, in chapter 1, verse 5, he says, for this very reason, you need to escape from this stuff. And he said, for this very reason, make every effort, every effort, say every effort, every to add to your faith goodness. Everyone say goodness. goodness. Do you know what goodness is? Goodness means, goodness is the things, that, uh, the, the good things that you do that's around you. Having a smile upon your face. Right. Huh? Can you smile sometimes? Yeah. Sometimes people just need a smile. Can you be good to somebody? Is there, is there someone that you know that's in need, that's in help? Be good. Be good to them. Help them. God, aren't you thankful that God was good to us? Aren't you thankful that he's good to us every day, giving us help and giving us strength? He didn't have to give you strength this morning. He didn't have to give you strength to get up out of the bed. He didn't have to give you power to walk and drive and get in your car. Huh? Isn't he good? God is saying, be good. Help somebody. Serve somebody. Be there for somebody. Pay for somebody grocery sometime. Huh? Help somebody sometime. Out of the ordinary. God said, he said, add to your faith by being good. Keep being good. Have a mindset to be good. Every time I walk into Walmart or I walk into Walgreens or wherever store, I say, Lord God, I prepare my mind. I say, Lord God, help me to be good. Help me to see where I can be good at and help somebody. Help me to be sensitive to what's around me. Matter of fact, matter of fact, I, I, I'm, I'm going to even start keeping a couple of dollars on me cash because we don't carry cash no more. And sometimes people come up, hey, I need some help. 
And you know, uh, and the thing is, we may not know everything what they're gonna do, but God, sometimes he's just testing your heart. To see if you're gonna be good. And I told my wife, it seemed like lately, it seemed like lately we've been asked three, four, five times about cash. I said, I said, Lord, I said, I must need to keep some cash on me now. Because I want to be good. I want to show his goodness and increase and add to my faith. It's not about what they do. It's not about everything they do. But if God is looking at you so you can add to your faith so that things can be progressive for you so you can move forward. Be good. Everyone say be good. Be good. Be good. Be kind. Be kind to somebody. They might not even deserve it. Be kind. Huh? And he says, add goodness to knowledge, meaning increase your knowledge in the word of God. Huh? Increase your knowledge in the word of God. Read the word of God. Listen, that's why I said Google it sometimes. Google the scripture. Look at the new king. If you don't, hey, the, 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 let me throw out some excuses. Uh, the, the, the Bible, I don't understand the Bible. Then let me help you get a Bible that can help you understand. Right. Right. There are Bibles out there. Please add, add, add. He says, add. 
control. He said, add perseverance, meaning endurance. All right. All right. You know what endurance is? You keep running. Huh? You can long, you can run the long haul. Endurance, if you're seeing endurance runners, they can run a long time. They can keep going. See, listen, there may be obstacles they may face. And, uh, and I, I, I ran a half marathon once, and I, I begin to look up. I ran it twice, didn't I? And, and I begin to look up, what do long runners, what do they have? What do they need? Right? Because I'm like, I'm about to get ready to do this thing, and I don't want to fall out. And so they have little packets of energy on them. They, they, keep, um, they keep water and different things on them. They have some of them run with a belt and they prepare themselves for the long haul. They prepare themselves to keep endurance. They prepare themselves to keep running. And so they prepare themselves to run all the way into the finish line. What God is saying, add that endurance in your life. Add and begin to prepare yourself for the long haul. That's why you need the knowledge, you need the package, you need the belt of truth, you need the breastplate of righteousness. You need these things on you so you can endure whatever attack the enemy is trying to come at you. You might get a little weary sometimes, but God says endure, keep pushing, because I got your back, I am with you, I add to your faith, you will not fall, you will not fall, matter of fact, if you read Second Peter, he says if you add to your faith, you will not stumble, he says if you add to your faith, you're not going to stumble, you're going to be able to keep on moving, to finish this race. And he said, godliness, be, seek, seek him for perfection. All right? You ain't got to try to be like me. Be like Jesus. Huh? You ain't got to try to be like Sister Foss. Be like Jesus. You ain't got to try to uh, be like the deacons. Be like Jesus. Because if you look at him, see, that's what happens so many times uh, why people falter and people's faith fall. Because they're looking at uh, the, 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 the pastor or they're looking at the deacon who may have faltered, who may have slipped up. But guess who never failed? Yeah. Guess who never slipped up? Guess who never messed up? If you continue to seek him in perfection, you will find a way to keep pushing and you will get to it. Because Jesus is the one that has made it for perfection. And as we seek him, we will find godliness. And he says brotherly affection. That means we got to treat each other right up in here. Right. Right. Huh? Right. He say, add that to your faith, too. You got to treat your brother right. right. You got to treat the saints that are around you right. right. Huh? I can't come up in here just with a, a sad face and looking at you crazy. <laughs> huh? Are we supposed to be children of the most high? Right. What? saying in, in 2 Peter 1 and 8 he says, for if you possess these qualities, and I'm getting ready to close them, in increasing measure, they will keep you from being in, in, ineffective and unproductive. What Peter is saying, if you don't ask your faith, you will be useless. Yes, yes. You wonder why, you wonder why you can't overcome some of the things in your life. You wonder why you can't, you're saying, God, I'm trying to get to this place, or I'm trying to be here. I don't know what's going on. Why can't I overcome? Why can't I overcome this worry and depression in my life? Because you have stopped adding to your faith. Lord God, why? Why, 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 why don't feel your, your consuming fire? Why don't feel your presence like I used? Because you're not adding to your faith, and you're becoming useless. Mm, 
you're not becoming productive anymore for God. But Peter is saying, listen, when, when I turned my back on God and I said I don't know him, I was useless. I was in that place where I was useless. I turned my back on him. I but guess what? His glory called me back to him. His power called me back to him because he still wanted to work through me. You might be in a place in your life where you have given up on God and you may feel useless and you may feel like unproductive, but God is saying, I'm calling you to come. I'm calling you with my glory and saying, let me work in your life. Let me move in your life. Keep adding to your faith so I can grow you, so I can build you up. Do you know what this means? Do you know what this does? In 2 Peter 1.11, he says, For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom. What he's saying, if you continue to add to your faith, the doors fly wide open to the kingdom of God. Do you remember the keys that God gave Peter? The keys of faith, when you begin to believe and trust in God and add to your faith, those keys, that door begins to fly wide open and everything you need, every supply you need is coming down from the heavens above and it's going to give you strength to continue to grow. He's going to give you the ability to overcome every situation in your life. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven has opened up wide, wide. Don't give up. Don't give up. Let us stand.